In this episode of The God That Would Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study, we are diving into Acts chapter 10. Let's get started with the word of prayer. Father God in heaven, thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to read your word, Lord Jesus, to dive into your scriptures and hear what you have to say, Lord. We are so grateful to be able to spend this time with you, Father God. Lord, I invite you in. Holy Spirit, I invite your presence into this place, wherever we are listening to this episode right now. Father God, fill us up, Lord Jesus. Help us be able to connect with you and feel you and know what you really want us to do in our lives, Lord. I love you so much and I praise you every single moment. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, my loves, today we are diving into Acts chapter 10. Uh, This is right after, remember, um, in Acts chapter 9 is when Peter was, or not Peter, Paul was able to find out who he was actually persecuting and repent, praise Jesus, and he is now boldly speaking for the word of God, for boldly speaking for Jesus, I should say. And sharing the gospel of Christ, which is just so ironic because he was literally killing Christians, like legit killing Christians. He was there when Stephen was killed. Um, So now we are in Acts chapter 10, where, um, remember, Barnabas had to co-sign for Paul to make the other disciples be like, okay, cool, you can come sit with us. (laughs) So now we're in Acts chapter 10. Well, we can really see the apostles starting to move in this movement. Um, Their reputations are preceding them. People are coming to them, asking them for help. Um, So we pick up in the book of Acts with Peter, uh, back now with Cornelius. And it says, in the city of Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a Roman officer in what was called the Italian unit. He was a religious man. He and all the others who lived in his house were worshipers of the true God. He gave much of his money to help the poor people and always prayed to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, Cornelius had a vision. He clearly saw an angel from God coming to him and saying, Cornelius, staring at the angel and feeling afraid, Cornelius said, what do you want, sir? The angel said to him, God has heard your prayers and has seen your gifts to the poor. He remembers you and all you have done. Send some men now to the city of Joppa to get a man named Simon, who was also called Peter. He is staying with someone also named Simon, a leather worker who has a house beside the sea. Entrepreneur, guys. The angel who spoke to Cornelius left. Then Cornelius called two of his servants and a soldier. The soldier was a religious man, one of his close helpers. Cornelius explained everything to these three men and sent them to Joppa. The next day, they were coming near Joppa about noon when Peter was going up to the roof to pray. He was hungry and wanted to eat. But while they were preparing the food for Peter to eat, he had a vision. He saw something coming down through the open sky. It looked like a big sheet being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter. Kill anything here and eat. 
But Peter said, I can't do that, Lord. I have never eaten anything that is not pure or fit to be used for food. But the voice said to him again, God has made these things pure. Don't say they are unfit to eat. This happened three times. Then the whole thing was taken back up into heaven. Peter wondered what this vision meant. The men Cornelius sent had found Simon's house. They were standing at the door. They asked, is Simon Peter staying here? While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, listen, three men are looking for you. Get up and go downstairs. Go with these men without wondering if it's all right, because I sent them. So Peter went downstairs and said to them, I think I'm the man you're looking for. Why did you come here? Verse 22, the men said, a holy angel told Cornelius to invite you to his house. He is an army officer. He is a good man, one who worships God and all the Jewish people respect him. The angel told him to invite you to his house so that he can listen to what you have to say. Peter asked the men to come in and stay for the night. And I just want to pause there real quick because listen to how God set this up. The Lord orchestrated this entire scenario so that Cornelius and his household could come to know the Lord. Cornelius is a Roman officer. At this time, the Romans invaded Israel. (laughs) They weren't a welcome presence there, right? They had taken over these people and forced the Israelites to have to obey their customs and pay them pretty much all their money and taxes and this and that. And so it wasn't like it was a friendly relationship between these two groups. In addition to that, the Romans had strict policies about making sure there were no riots or unrest in any of their cities that they were controlling. So the fact that Jesus's presence had caused such a riot in the city, the Romans already was like, hey, let's all chill. Everybody calm down. (laughs) So the fact that this officer was worshiping God, but he didn't know his name. God still saw him and God still saw that. And so we get to see as his daughters reading this in the future, we get to see how God doesn't care about rituals or customs or you're supposed to be doing this or your race is that. He could care less. What he's looking at is their heart. He looked at Cornelius's heart. And because Cornelius had a heart for him and was sharing the gospel or was, was sharing how to worship the one true God with his family members, The Lord orchestrated all of this so that the apostle Peter could go and share the gospel of Christ with his household. And look at how God set Peter up in order to be able to participate in this blessing too. At this time, remember when Jesus called or when the Lord called Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, they were given strict instructions in the book of Deuteronomy about what they could and could not eat. And unclean foods were on the list of things they couldn't eat. And so With Peter, when he had this vision, he's looking at all these unclean foods that he's never eaten because he was he was um, grown up. He was raised strictly religious, strictly following the Hebrew customs. And in this vision, he's hearing eat. Go ahead, eat. And he's like, nah, bruh, I can't eat those reptiles and birds. I've never eaten that kind of stuff. So the Lord meets each and every one of us where we are at. When he's orchestrating something, he's working a blessing out behind the scenes. He's setting us up to get to our next level, to give us a new mindset, a new way of living. 
He's always going to work in a way that we can receive it. For Cornelius, it was getting that, that vision from the angel. For Peter, it was through this dream with these reptiles and eating. And now they meet up at the perfect place at the perfect time in order for this blessing to happen, which is absolutely incredible. So we're picking up in verse 23. The next day, Peter got ready and went away with the three men. Some of the believers from Joppa went with them. The next day, they came to the city of Caesarea. Cornelius was waiting for them and had already gathered his relatives and close friends at his house. When Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and he fell down at Peter's feet and worshipped him. But Peter told him to get up. <laughs> Peter said, stand up. I'm only a man like you. Peter continued talking with Cornelius. Then Peter went inside and saw a large group of people gathered there. Um, I love this verse, uh, verse 26, where Peter says, stand up, I'm only a man like you. Because I'm going to tell you girls, especially as Christian entrepreneurs, sometimes people are going to, I don't, it's, it's weird to say this word, but literally deify you. Literally make you feel like, oh my gosh, you're the most amazing thing ever. And honestly, you have like this, this way of, I don't even want to say worship, but this way of admiring you to a point where they're even placing you before they place the relationship with Christ. And I've seen it happen a lot in our space um, because people start to see us, even though we're, we have businesses, people start to see us as like ministers and shepherds and their pastors. And you have to be very careful when you see that happening to let people know, listen, this is so kind of you and I appreciate that, but sis, I ain't show God. I am just a human being just like you. And you gotta, you have to develop your relationship with the Lord one-to-one -one and keep him center, keep him first. And make sure you encourage people to do that. Don't let other people put you on a pedestal in their life. Even if they admire you and look up to you, at the end of the day, you cannot be the right and wrong for them. They have to depend on the Lord for that. I have people sometimes asking me to help them make these huge decisions in their lives. Stephanie, when should I quit my job? Stephanie, how much money should I invest in this business? Stephanie, what should I say to my husband when he's telling me this and that? I'm like, sis, I'm not Jesus. I can't give you that advice. Like, You need to take that to the Lord in prayer. I'm not the person who can say these things to you. And I don't, I, I totally understand where it comes from. I remember I used to feel like the, that way about Oprah. I used to be like, yo, if Oprah tells me to do something, that's what I'm going to do. And she says this and she does that. And then one day I realized, wait a minute, why am I saying what would Oprah do? Shouldn't I be saying what would Jesus do? Like, shouldn't I be putting Jesus on that pedestal and saying, Lord, what do you think I should do in this situation? What is the example you showed me? Not Oprah. <laughs> so as Christian entrepreneurs, keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on the emails and the DMs that people are sending you and make sure you do what Peter did. Peter very quickly checked Cornelius like, bruh, I'm just like you, sir. Get up. <laughs> make sure. I mean, we can do it in a kind way. But don't let people put you in that position in their lives where they are only doing what you are telling them to do. Make sure that they are keeping a strong one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus himself because the Lord needs to be the most important part of that person's life. So we continue with verse 28. Peter said to the people, you understand that it's against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit anyone who is not a Jew. But God has shown me that I should not consider anyone or unfit or say they are not pure. 
That's why I didn't argue when your men asked me to come here. Now, please tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius said, four days ago, I was praying in my house. It was at the same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. And for those of you girls who are scholars, remember three o'clock is when the Lord gave his breath. Suddenly, there was someone standing before me wearing bright, shiny clothes. He said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and has seen your gifts to the poor. He remembers you and all you have done. So send some men to the city of Joppa and tell Simon Peter to come. He is staying with another man named Simon, a leather worker who has a house beside the sea. So I went to, I, I sent for you immediately. It was very good of you to come here. Now we are all here before God to hear everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Um, so before we dive into verse 34, I love what Cornelius did. When Cornelius received his vision, received his vision from God, he didn't wait to see what was going to pass from the vision. He said, all my family members, all my servants, everybody in my crew, come on over and get ready for me to receive this revelation. He knew that God was about to do something in his life, but he didn't wait to share it. He invited everybody to be part of it before it even happened. <laughs> and as Christian entrepreneurs, we can do this exact same thing. When you know the Lord is leading you into a new direction, a new journey, some new peak that you're about to hit, don't wait to tell your sisters to say, let's praise God. Let's celebrate together. Don't wait and hold that information to yourself. Share it. Cornelius was sharing it with everybody because he wanted them to be there when this vision came to pass. Uh, verse 34, Peter began to speak. I really understand now that God does not consider some people to be better than others. He accepts anyone who worships him and does what is right. It is not important what nation they come from. God has spoken to the people of Israel. He sent them the good news that peace has come through Jesus Christ, the Lord of all people. And I want to pause there for the, ver, at verse 35. If God forbid anybody here finds themselves in a situation where they're being told by a Christian man of God that racism is okay, nah, sis, verse 35 says he accepts anyone who worships him and does what is right. It's not important what nation they come from. Racism is not a real actual we're born of this concept it is a human created concept to separate people and put one group of people above another one it is not a biblical concept okay i remember having <laughs> listening to a pastor talking about it's a sin for blacks and whites to marry because the bible says that they should not intermingle with other races. i'm like bruh have you read your bible did you read the new testament do you know what it actually says Come on. <laughs> so don't let anybody get away with that. That is not what the word of God says. Verse 36, God has spoken to the people of Israel. He sent them the good news that peace has come through Jesus Christ, the Lord of all people. You know what has happened all over Judea. It began in Galilee after John told the people they needed to be baptized. You know about Jesus from Nazareth. God made him the Messiah by giving him the Holy Spirit and power. Jesus went everywhere doing good for people. He healed those who were ruled by the devil, showing that God was with him. We saw all that Jesus did in Judea and in Jerusalem, but he was killed. They put him on a cross made of wood. But on the third day after his death, God raised him to life and let him be seen openly. He was not seen by everyone, but only by us, the ones God had already chosen to be witnesses. We ate and drank with him after he was raised from death. Verse 42. Jesus told us to go and speak to the people. He told us to tell them what he, that he is the son, the, 
sorry. Jesus told us to go and speak to the people. He told us to tell them that he is the one God chosen to be the judge of all who are living and all who have died. Everyone who believes in Jesus will have their sins forgiven through his name. All the prophets agree that this is true. And my sisters of Christ reading this with me, verse 43 is how you can share the gospel of Christ. Remember, we were talking about a couple of episodes again, how there are so many different ways, different examples in the New Testament of how to share the gospel if you're not sure. So Acts 10 verse 43 is a great way. It says everyone who believes in Jesus will have their sins forgiven through his name. So being a Christian, the gospel is believing in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. That gives you salvation. That gives you eternity in heaven. That forgives your sins forever. It's believing in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So if you've been like, how do I share the gospel of Christ with people? Acts 10 43 is a great way to do it. Verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came down on all those who were listening to his speech. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the Holy Spirit had been poured out as a gift also to people who were not Jews. They heard them speak in different languages and praising God. Then Peter said, how can anyone object to these people being baptized in water? They have received the Holy Spirit the same as we did. So Peter told them to baptize Cornelius and his relatives and friends in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. So that is Acts chapter 10. And this is a huge turning point in the Christian church at this time. Because remember, beforehand, the Israelites thought that it was their lineage, it was their heritage, it was their race that gave them salvation. They were the chosen people. After Jesus came and died on the cross, it's no longer who you are and where you worship and where you're born that gives you salvation. It is now believing in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So the, so God no longer looks at those things. Where is your bloodline from? Who do you come from? And all this stuff. Now God is looking at people's hearts. And Peter got to be a firsthand witness of seeing a Roman officer. A Roman officer, (laughs) the invaders in Israel, a Roman officer and his family received the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit he received on the day of Pentecost. This family even is speaking in tongues like he and the other apostles spoke in tongues when Pentecost happened. So it's this huge mindset shift. And Peter realizes, oh, I'm not just here to talk with the Jews. I'm also here to talk with those who are not Jews as well. And so we see this shift begin to happen where people outside of Jerusalem begin to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's this huge moment that they got to be part of. Um, Cornelius is another one whose hand I'd like to shake. (laughs) Cause I'm like, bruh, you was doing such a great job giving your heart to God before you even knew what his name was, that he single-handedly sent one of his best apostles to your house. You didn't even have to go find him, right? Cornelius didn't even have to go seeking and go look in the temple and go ask around and say, what is the name of this God? The Lord saw so much favor in Cornelius He sent his go-to apostle. Remember, Peter's the rock of the church. He sent his go-to guy to go into Cornelius' house, sit with his family, and present the gospel of Christ with him. And Cornelius and his family were baptized by Peter. Incredible. Sister in Christ, God sees you. 
God sees the work that you're doing. God sees the heart that you have for his, his name, his ministry, his grace, his gospel. God sees what you're doing in silence, even when nobody else is recognizing you or giving you props for the things that you're doing. God sees your heart. He sees your obedience. And please know, he is working for your good even behind the scenes. Cornelius didn't know that the, that the Lord had given Peter that vision and was preparing him to be sent over. Cornelius, all he got was his end. And he just trusted that God was going to do his part. He gathered his family together, not even sure Peter was going to show up. He had no idea. They didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> he couldn't have known that Peter said, okay, yeah, sure, I'll come over to your house because the Romans knew how the Jews felt about them. Of course they knew. He couldn't have anticipated Peter just going to say yes and come over. But he trusted God to do his part. So he did his part as well. So continue doing what God is asking you to do, sister of Christ. Whatever it is in your business, in your ministry, in your business ministry. <laughs> the, the, the combination that we as purposepreneur call what we do, right? You have a business, but you are also operating from a place of ministry as well as you sell your products and services online. As you're doing what you're doing and nobody's seeing it, remember that God sees you. Continue to work and give him that something to bless because he always, always has something on the end of this. Now, if you're listening to me and you're like, well, Stephanie, I think that God is calling me to start a business. Actually, I'm pretty sure, but I'm not sure how to do it yet. I have a free Christian business toolkit that'll help you get started. You can go, you can get it by going to purposegift.com slash business kit. The link is in the description of this episode. And if you're like, well, Stephanie, having a Christian business sounds amazing, but I'm actually not even sure I'm a Christian. Well, I have great news for you. Like it says in Acts 10, um, I believe it's 43, trusting in Jesus is what makes you a Christian. It's not hoops that you have to jump through. It's not backflips that you got to do. It's literally believing in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior that makes you a Christian. And so if you want to make that decision, it's very, very simple. All you got to do is say this prayer with me. And you just say, Dear Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again. Today, I believe in you as my personal Lord and Savior. Sister of Christ, if you said that prayer, welcome to the kingdom. Angels are literally celebrating you right now. Your name has been written in the book of life. Nobody can take it out. <laughs> get into a Bible-based church in your area virtually and get started reading the word of God. I always recommend starting with the book of John because it's literally like the Lord's love letter to you. And here on the podcast, we did a whole series on the book of John. So definitely check out those episodes. Sisters in Christ, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you complete and total purpose over your body, mind, and soul in the name of Jesus and give you peace, mercy, and favor forever and ever. Amen.